0: From the book of Matthew, chapter 28, it says In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven, and came and rolled back the stone from the door, and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. And he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay. The darkest day in history turned out to be the brightest day in history on that third day. Let's talk for a moment about that third day. On that third day, angels swooped down from the balconies of heaven and rolled the stone away. On that third day, there was a blinding light, a flash of light. There was a very strong earthquake. Roman guards fell to the ground trembling. I believe they fell under the power of the resurrected one on that third day out of the dark tomb walked jesus the light of the world on that third day the lamb of god the lord of glory the lion of judah came out of that tomb on that third day the fairest of ten thousand the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Heaven's hope and Hell's dread walked out of that tomb. Death was defeated, Hell was incarcerated, and the grave was made empty. That was the best news that ever came out of a cemetery, and that is He lives, He lives, He lives. When Jesus was raised from the dead, he had the power to undo everything that Satan had done in Adam. For this purpose, the Bible says, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy, dissolve the works of the enemy. That same power is the power that raised you from the dead and made you a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. It's the same power that took unrighteousness out of you and made you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's the same power that removed rejection out of our lives and caused us to be accepted in the Beloved. It is the same power, praise God, that raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We're talking about resurrection power. And God didn't just see Jesus raised from the dead. The apostle Paul spoke about it in the book of Ephesians in chapter 1 in verse 19 and 21, where it says, and so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of His power. Notice this. In and for us who believe. Faith is the switch that activates resurrection power. Faith is the switch that brings men and women unto salvation. Notice the rest of the verse as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength. hallelujah. Verse 20 and 21, it says, when he exerted in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Read verse 21 with me. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named Above every title that be can conferred, not only in this age, but also in the age which is to come. The, raise, the raising of Jesus from the dead raised you from the dead. And so, resurrection is a day to celebrate. We certainly know that resurrection is an historical event to be celebrated. But it is also a current reality for you and I to experience. It is in and for us who believe. We must never assume that the blessings of the resurrection power are only in the past or in the distant future. This resurrection power is available to us right now. Jesus, the resurrected one is the same yesterday and today and forever. I like what Billy Graham said. Let me quote this to you. He said before the resurrection of Christ the holy spirit came upon individuals only on certain occasions for special tasks. But now after the resurrection Christ through the holy spirit dwells in the heart of every believer to give us supernatural power in living our daily lives. A good friend of mine, Bayless Conley, said this. He said, If God, by His Holy Spirit, could raise Jesus from the dead, He can certainly bring that resurrection power to bear in your life with its temporal problems and challenges. So we don't have to wait to experience resurrection power when our, uh, when our hearts leave this world. Jesus, the resurrected one, said in, in John eleven twenty five 25, in the message, he says, you don't have to wait for the end. Look at your neighbor and say, you don't have to wait for the end. Notice, he said, I am. He didn't say I was. He didn't say, I will be. No. He says, I am. When? Right what kind of a God do we serve? Right we serve a right now God. Yeah. We serve a right now Savior. Yeah. Who said that now is the day of salvation. Now is the day of resurrection power. Yeah. So you don't have to wait for the end. He said, I am right now. Resurrection And I am life. I'll tell you, that'll preach right now. And the thing that I have in my spirit today about resurrection, the theme is freedom. As I said during the altar call, it is our prayer that everyone that walks through these doors knows God. But secondly, finds freedom. One of the greatest freedoms that you and I can experience is freedom from the bondage and the slavery of sin. You know, the Apostle Paul talked about it. And I love how the message translation says it. And we're going to read that in just a moment. But you know, if you want to grow something in your garden, you must declare war on weeds. Is that right? Otherwise, what will happen? They will run amuck in your garden. In other words, we need to beware of the weeds. But there's a spiritual parallel here as well. Unless we deal decisively with sin, it can take over our lives. Jesus did take the sting out of sin and death. But it is our responsibility to walk in what He has made available. And one of the greatest things that He has made available is victory over a life of sin. In other words, the things that we yielded to, B.C., we don't have to yield to after we're born again. Now, your flesh will challenge you, and your mind will challenge you. But we must make a decision that we are no longer, as new creations in Christ Jesus, who are walking in newness of life, we are no longer going to yield to sin. We are going to yield to our right standing with God. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Say that with me real strong today. Sin Sin. shall not have dominion over me. Now listen to this in the message translation. In verse 6 of Romans 6. Could it be any clearer? Our old way of life was nailed to the cross with Christ. A decisive end to that sin miserable life. No longer captive to sin's demands. When we believe, when what we believe is this if we get included in Christ's sin conquering death, we also get included in his life saving resurrection. We know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a signal of the end of death as the end. Now look at this. Never again. Will death have the last word? Amen. Never again will drugs have the last word. Never again will pornography have the last word. Never again shall alcoholism have the last word. Why? Because it is finished. It is done. The power of sin has been broken. Woo! Never again Will death have the last word? When Jesus died, he took sin down with him. But alive, he brings God down to us. Wow. From now on, think of it this way. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. But God speaks your mother tongue. And you can hang on. To every word. You are dead to sin and alive to God. That's the gospel. That's what Jesus did. Now what does this mean? That means you must not give sin a vote. In the way you conduct your life. Don't give it the time of day. Don't even run little errands that are connected to that old way of life. But throw yourself wholeheartedly. Ha <laughs> ha. Wholeheartedly. And full time. I believe God's looking for some full time Christians. Not part timers. Not when it's convenient. Not when it's comfortable. But full time Christians full-time Christians who will serve him, praise God, when it rains, who will serve him when the sun shines, who will serve him when the doctor's report doesn't look good, who will serve him when there's a recession, who will serve him when things look like they're going south. He's looking for some full-time Christians. Oh, come on now. You missed it right there. Say it with me. Say it with me. I'm a full-time Christian. I'm not a part-time Christian. You didn't know you were getting that today, did you? (laughs) Don't even run little errands that are connected to the old way of life. Throw yourself wholeheartedly and full time. Remember, you've been raised from the dead. Into God's way of doing things. Sin can no longer tell you how to live. After all, you're not living under the old tyranny any longer. You're living... Come on, somebody... We're living where? We're living in the freedom of God. We are living in the freedom of God. The shackles have been broken. Glory to God. Thank God, thank God, thank God. We are experiencing true freedom. 45, 46, come and gone since I've done any drugs. To God be the glory. But it is not because of who I am. It's because of whose I am and because of whom I'm submitted to. And he's no respecter of persons. Whatever situation you find yourself in, the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, He will quicken your mortal body. He will cause things that are trying to hang into your life to be removed. Every burden, every shackle can be broken by the resurrection power of God. Oh, come on somebody. We don't come here to sit up with the dead. We came here to shout. We came here to celebrate. We came here to praise the risen Savior. He is alive. He is alive. He is alive. Woo! Glory to God. So the power of sin has been broken and we can live a life of victory over it. And because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ... We also can live in freedom from the accusations of the enemy. How many of you know the devil is a liar? That's what Medea says. He is a liar. And he is the accuser of the brethren. He brings accusations against your life before the throne of God day and night. But I submit to you today that he is not only the accuser and the abuser, but he is also the biggest loser. He lost his place. Jesus took from him the keys of hell and death. And he said, I am alive forevermore. Stop listening to his lies. Well, what am I going to listen to? You need to listen to the truth because it is in the truth that you find real freedom. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciple indeed and you shall know the truth. And here's what the truth will do. The truth will make you free. And I have found this out that not only will the truth make you free, but the truth will keep you free. Amen. And whom the Son has set free. Anybody been set free by the Savior? Anybody in the house tasted and seen that the Lord is good? And whom the Son has set free, He is free. Indeed. Point to yourself and say it with me. I am free. Indeed. Indeed stop listening to the lies of the enemy. These lies come to every one of us. They come to our minds. They come to our souls to try to wreak havoc and bring anxiety and depression into our lives. And one of the biggest lies that he brings is guilt and condemnation. Look what you did. Look who you used to be. But I found scriptures in the word of God that says that I have been and you have been totally forgiven. Guilt and condemnation are in the past when you come to a resurrected Savior. You know, when some Christians have problems, they think that God is going to get even with them that way. Because does God really treat his kids that way? No, I found a scripture in Romans 8, 1. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. He does not rehearse our past. He releases it. Why don't you do the same thing? Why don't you just let the past go? Stop allowing the past to hound you. Stop allowing the things from yesteryear, yesterday, maybe even on yester trip to church today. (laughs) Stop allowing those things to hound you and to bring you down. It is God's goodness and it is God's nature to forgive. He said in his word, I even I am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for thine own sake, my own sake. And I'm not going to remember your sins anymore. The psalmist said, As far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed your transgressions away from you. Freedom from the accusations of the enemy. And the greatest way that I know to resist those accusations is Revelation twelve eleven, which says that we overcome them by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. So there's freedom from sin. There's freedom from the accusations of the enemy. But there's also freedom from the fear of terror and bondage. In light of the times that we're living in, it's so important for us to live free from terror. In Psalm 91, we'll look at a few verses. It says, He that dwells... Where? He that dwells in front of the television... (laughs) Eight hours a day. He that dwells at the local club. No. He that dwells in the secret place. The secret place is being face to face with him. He that dwells in the secret place shall live under the shadow of of the Almighty. You know, the word Almighty there is El Shaddai. And the word most high is El Elyon. So when you're living in the secret place of El Elyon, you have El Shaddai watching over you and protecting you. And El Shaddai is the God who's more than enough. How many of you want more than enough? There is more than enough available in the secret place. Let's look at verse 2. Read it with me. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. Is it important what we say of Him? Next verse. Let's look at verse 5. Read it with me. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, <clears throat> nor for the arrow that flies by day. Verse 7. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. It shall not what? It shall not what? Why? Verse 9. Because I have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high. That's that secret place. It'll not come near you because you're always in the right place. At the right time. Doing the right things with the right people. Verse 10. Verse 11. Read verse 11 again. Do a little bit better. So, no more fear of terror means no more bondage. The opposite of bondage is freedom. Romans 8 says this, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but what, we have, we, what have we received? So we see here, at the new birth... We didn't get the spirit of fear or bondage, but we received the spirit of adoption. This morning, as I was praying and getting ready for service, these words came to me. The spirit of the Lord that raised Jesus from the dead is the spirit of liberty and the scripture to back it up is 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12 from the Amplified. It says, Now the Lord is that... What? And where the Spirit of the Lord is. Let me ask you, where is the Spirit of the Lord? The Spirit of the Lord is in you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us today. The Spirit of the Lord is among us. And where the Spirit of the Lord is there's liberty. And what is liberty? Emancipation from bondage freedom. So the Spirit of the Lord is here. And there is freedom in the air. So there's nothing that should bind us or inhibit us when we leave this house today. We should activate this freedom and this liberty corporately at the end of this service and believe for His resurrection power to flow like a river throughout this whole congregation. Lastly, because of the resurrection, we are free from the reservations and anxiety about the future. Right? What's going to happen here? What's going to happen there? Don't be so outward minded, be God inside minded. Be more conscious of what's happening in you than what's happening around you. If we will be more conscious of what is in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory, we will not be overcome by what's around us. Now that doesn't mean the outside is not going to try to overcome us. But we've got the overcomer living on the inside of us. And we have just chosen not to be overcome with evil, but to overcome evil with good. So cultivate then. Spend more time in this book than you do Harry Potter books. Spend more time in prayer than you do watching Fox or CNN. I just lost some of you, sorry. If all we do is feed on every media outlet that is outside of us, it will affect what's inside of us. The enemy is a thief and he walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I have decided that I am a may not. What do you mean I'm a may not? I've decided he may not devour me. So then, that means I can't give him any place to devour me. I've got to protect my eyes. I've got to protect what I hear. Proverbs says, protect your spirit with all diligence for out of your inner man flow the forces or the issues of life. Oh friends, we need the forces of life flowing out of us. We need faith working at a high level in our lives. Oh, brothers and sisters, do we need the love of God flowing out of us? Yes, we so we want to make sure then that we're not giving the enemy any place to devour us. He is a thief. He is a killer. But remember this. You're a may not. You're a may not. Say it to me. He may, he may not devour me. He may, he may not devour my family. He may not devour my church. He may not devour my country. We are a bunch of may-nots. A bunch of may-nots. Amen. Amen. Somebody says, That's not a, this isn't an Easter message. Oh, yes, it is. Jesus. Everyone say Jesus two times. <laughs> so we're living in uncertain times, but one thing we can be certain of. Well, I just don't know what the future holds. I read Genesis, and we win. I read Matthew and we went. I read, read Romans and we went. I read, read the book of Revelation and we win. Paul said, I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Stop thinking about and talking about the uncertainties and the unsteadiness of this life and go to the Word of God and it will keep you stable. It'll keep your feet firmly grounded as you stand on the rock of revelation knowledge the winds may howl the floods may rise but oh thank god because you're builded on the rock you shall not be you shall not be moved amen and so all it takes is some diligence on our part Instead of giving place to the lies, let us give place to the truth. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, the world is falling apart. But we're not of this world. You and I, we are upheld by the word of his power. In Hebrews 1, 3, this is our last scripture, I think. I think I got about 50 amens there. Hebrews 1 3. It says, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his what? His person and upholding. What's he doing? He is upholding all things by what if he can uphold and propel this universe by the word of his power he can certainly take care of your PG&E bill I'm not thrilled about gas prices but I'm not going to lose my salvation over gas prices. If he can uphold the sun, the moon, and the stars by the word of his power, he can get $10 in your tank. Or 50 or whatever the case may be. Or 100 maybe. I hear the psalmist saying this I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Yeah. Hey, I just heard the organ. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor Abraham's seed with a victim mentality. With the beggar's mentality. Believers are not beggars. We are world overcomers. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his seed out begging for bread. God says to us today. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you without support. My hand is upon you. The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is real. And it's really living in you, among you, and upon you.